0: Welcome to Canada's Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Canada's Podcast. My name is Rivers Corbett, and I am the lucky one. It gets to hang out on Canada's Atlantic coast to chat with amazing entrepreneurs who are not only con- uh, on their journey of incredible uh, uh, impactfulness themselves, but are also doing the same for people. And I'm really thrilled to have Gabriel Bascon as, uh, as my guest today. Gabriel is based out of Moncton, New Brunswick fine city in the province of New Brunswick. And uh, his journey as an entrepreneur has many interesting twists and turns to it. And uh, one of them in particular, I'm going to uh, touch on, he, he he and I agreed that we're just going to have a fireside chat. He has no idea what the questions are that are coming. But I promise you, Gabe, no, no uh, embarrassing you along the way, Duke. So I got a little bit of a bio here. I'm going to read that first. And the first one is, by the way, I've got this great profile picture of you. It says, more loving, less judging. Very appropriate, my man, for this time that we're going through for sure. I love it. So Gabriel, he believes in, uh, in everyone's potential, and he really understood his mission in a life at an early age. Put it very simple. It is helping others achieve through God, given, through their God-given potential, and to share the message of faith hope and love and his greatest passion is helping people per- surpass their limiting belief of what's possible and that's very general in in nature although but what you do is very specific so let's kind of tie in Gabe into that conversation around what got you started on your journey of entrepreneurship where you said I'm going to look after the man in the mirror and my family and so on I'm going to forge my own path I'm going to really start to uh, do some cool things that are yes impactful for me, but also impactful for others. Can you start us on on that conversation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Mm. My journey of I would say self discovery really jump started at the age of 20. Well, obviously over a decade ago, I uh, mm. I just got laid off as a correctional officer, and through that season. I was actually unemployed for twelve months straight. I got rejected for about over twenty different jobs. Uh, applied to Subway, Tim Hortons, like no one wanted to hire me. To be honest, it was probably because I had an extremely negative outlook on life and extremely pessimist. And I was the I was that I guess person that no one really wanted to work with. Yeah, and uh, hence why I got laid off as a correctional officer. But then I started digging into myself and asking questions around like, what am I really passionate about? And for me, it was clear at that time it was people and then fitness. And that's when I joined good life fitness as a trainer. And then I've been coaching since then. Um, but it was, it was really, it was really then and there in 2010, where I had to ask myself those hard questions. I was, cause I just got laid off for my, my career, I guess in my mind, my career, um, I was I got divorced with my ex. I was drinking, partying, um and I felt like it was the end of the world, but I was only 20 years old. <laughs> wow. Wow. My, yeah, you I, know, it,
0: it, it's it, sorry to interrupt you, but that's it's such a, you know, it's, it's usually what happens when opportunity comes is from destruction, right? And when you really have to take that introspection into what it is you're doing. And I find a lot of entrepreneurs, regardless if they're in, in Atlanta, Canada or not, out of those ashes come these incredible jewels of, of a journey. And so you, you talk about you found your passion was in people, but that's pretty broad, dude. Tell me let's kind of break it down even further. What were, what were those elements of passion in people that uh, said that's the journey I want to go on?
1: Yeah. Well, what, what drives me, one of the beliefs, which I also share uh, this belief as the founder of the organization I work with now is the, just the thought process behind, I don't want to have people leave this planet to undeveloped talent. Uh, I just, from my own personal experience, I literally live, a life in a sea of mediocrity, and I've, and I was tired of living an average life and, and things was good, I guess for, for the most part, but they weren't great. So my whole life is around that idea of really seeing people reach their, their, their true God given potential. And, and stat does show that we're only using about 15 to 25% of that potential. Right. Right. First five years of in the fitness and now it's more the executive space. Um, But it's all encompassing that singular idea of like, I just want to see people reach that potential.
0: Yeah. And so that was, that was, that's what ignited you. That's what got you excited. Uh, You know, as they say the, uh, one of the greatest days in your life well two of them are one when you're born the second one is when you recognize what your god-given talent is and you know i believe i was brought to this earth to serve entrepreneurs by being one and then look taking that talent and moving it to the next level now you mentioned with the organization that you work with now but you know i I think this is an interesting lesson for entrepreneurs you work with lmi canada which Mm -hmm. is an international organization really focused in on i mean you'll do a better job with that leadership skills but I consider you to be an entrepreneur, even though you've tapped into another organization. See, it's all about those tools you surround yourself with. You don't have to be an inventor of an idea. It's really how you build a business around the resources that you've got. So talk about, if you could, that discovery process, my friend, where you said, okay, I recognize who I want to serve and what I want to do. Now I have to go find the resources to help me do that. Can you Take us through as entrepreneurs of that conversation with yourself and that discovery.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started with Good Life Fitness at the age of twenty-one, my mindset was that I was I'm a business owner with Good Life, and I and I'm choosing to work with them versus them choosing to have me. Right. And my first conversation with the manager was like, I need twelve hundred biweekly clear, and that's non-negotiable. The only thing that was hard at that time is. I was extremely shy and insecure. I could not have a conversation with someone Crazy. I knew. And actually, took me, took me four months to get a job uh, because they said, "Oh no, you're not ready. You're not ready. You can't. You you'll never succeed." And then, uh, what happened? I've took a dr- position as a motivator front, at the front desk, and I built my confidence by doing uh, orientations with new members. Yes. Long story short, I've went back. To the, the the boss, the manager, say, listen, it's been four months. You gotta give me a shot. I need to make more money, and then I, I even bribe him a bit. I'm like, oh, I have cons ready to sign up, and he's like, okay, okay, I guess so. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I love it. Long story short, he said next week we'll do some training um, in the afternoons. But for me, I had a really big, I had two big E's. I had a really big ego, and a really big empathy. <laughs> so for me, my ego. Um, got a good for me, I guess, in a way, because I just said, well, I don't need training. I'm just going to get my own clients. And long story short, in that week, I had 73 hours booked, th- 36 consultations, um, nine hours of shadowing orientations. Uh, and long story short, took me four weeks to get filled. In my first year, got Nami Top Training Canada, um, and, and then the rest was history. But all, right. that, all that to be said, I didn't have any... Really secret sauce or um, cookie cutter approach. I just genuinely care for people, and I and right. I, did. I and I did what it took to to go and get my clients, even though I had to go through my own insecurities and all that.
0: Right on. So then you move through. Then you move through. Okay. So that's what's good life. But then is there. There's something else itching at you. Whatever, and you still wanted to build. Did you? Did you? You know, you took ownership within the organization. Yeah. When did you take ownership of yourself and say, "I got to move on"? And then again, how did that process work? Because again, I think it's a great lesson for entrepreneurs. You can align yourself with great people, great organizations, and still run your own business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, it was pretty simple. Every year, I set myself a goal um, to be promoted. It was an unnegotiable. So, first year was the trainer, and then became the AFM, the FM, and then I opened the Mapleton Club, and then I was becoming the regional manager. And for me, again, it was a non-negotiable because at every interview, uh, they always ask you questions like, so what, what are questions you have for me? Well, I said, what do you need from me within 12 months right, for me right. to become promoted? And then right. what happened September 16, 2014, at that time I was 24, and that's when John C. Maxwell came to Moncton Westlane, and, and it was through him that I received my purpose to, to bring, uh, up, bring up the best in everyone around me. So that was where I was in my life that I was feeling convicted that this is great, this is good, but I wanna. There's more to life, and there's I have a greater calling over my life. So that's when I left good life and started full time at LMI.
0: Yeah. So uh, LMI and you connected with Steve Daniels in uh, in Moncton, and he really had the tools and resources to to uh, to be able to drive that through. So talk to us about talk to us about. By the way, congratulations on that. And I know uh, again. You're a faithful man you're really driven by a, by a deeper purpose uh, for yourself and for your God and and, uh, and your family and that's fantastic and that really drives so LMI isn't your center it's your why're on the earth is, it's your center and LMI becomes a vehicle by which you can ultimately uh, t- to live that I, I think that's really cool so talk talk to us about your first LMI Canada, first of all, just give us a little bit of an overview of LMI. And then what I want you to do, because when you started with LMI, correct me if I'm wrong, you had no sales. It was just, I now have to start. Talk about your first six months, because that's a journey of an entrepreneur, too. What did you do for your first six months as an
1: entrepreneur? Yeah, well, the first 12 months, I can say confidently that I got rejected 800 times, (laughs) uh, 842 to be exact. Right. Uh, because for me it was again starting like a new business and I was full commission and I was moving into the executive coaching world when I was only, I guess, 26 at that time. Right. And for me, I've again I just because of hard work and lessons learned as as a really young age through my father, I knew I had to put the work into it. And I I set myself a goal to have 20 meetings a week, non-negotiable, and I hit it right. for, for the most part. Um, so when you do all, when you look at the math of the first 12 months, I receive over well, 800 rejections <laughs> of Yeah, having clients.
0: <laughs> and so, what did you learn from those rejections? I mean, Cause first of all, you had, a, you had 20 meetings. Um, uh, I got, there's a couple of questions that are coming. Cause this is so, so, so important is that you got in the game right away. You didn't, you didn't get busy to get ready. You got into the game right away. And I find so many entrepreneurs, they just wave website, business cards, you know, they go have coffee, they talk, they don't get in the game. You dove into the game right away. So what if, would you do? It's Friday and you've only got 16 meetings that you've completed so far. What would you do to finish those last four?
1: Uh, well, I guess it's, if it's last the last four Friday afternoon, it was more like I had to re I guess, the following week okay uh, but there was a whole there's a whole it, it, it was it was more it was less about the 20 meeting and it was more about doing my best so i always competed right competing against myself and i and i and i had a lot of motivation because part of that decision well first of all I, I still had a big fear around public speaking so it took me literally a year and a half to actually start doing any some sort of coaching with lmi
0: Mm. Uh,
1: I was just pretty much filling, filling, confirming people in the groups with Steve's program got it got it but eventually I realized that well I'm not making enough money to live um, so I, was like, I gotta start doing coaching and I actually started coaching uh, just the following the following year um, yeah but what really motivated me at that time because I had a really big why is because in the same time I started this business with LMI I also was starting a family so yes so Luca is four now, and then Chloe is three. Yes, I had a, an extremely big. So failing was not an option. Um, right, right. You burnt the bridges, man. You burnt the
0: chips. You had to. You yeah. had to deal with it.
1: Yeah, I, I personally, it. I personally, again, for me, there's a few ways you can look at it, but I, I gave myself to confirm an in-house program uh, before leaving Good Life, so which would have give, which gave me like three months of a leg up i didn't have any credit lines or any backup it was just i'm gonna get three months of income confirmed and i'm running (laughs) that's so cool i've been running since then and i and i made myself a promise not to not to do a bit of lmi while being with good life i just wanted to be fully focused with good life or lmi and and when i made the decision then the rest was history really
0: Yeah. So, that's you know, what do you say? What do you say to entrepreneurs who say, dude, that sounds like a lot like that's scary stuff. And particularly, I'm talking to startup entrepreneurs like, you know, I've been at this game for 25 years. No worries. It'll work. I know enough. I know enough people. I've got the scars of the journey. Right. But what do you say to startup entrepreneurs who are scared to death, but want to do it? And they're saying, "Wow, that's amazing. You just burnt the ships, and how do you stop how did you stop from getting overwhelmed and to keep persevering? I know you were starting a family was but was there other things in your in your head and your psyche that just said, No, I'm gonna make this happen."
1: Well, to be honest, the first three years was mentally, emotionally physically draining behind the c- but uh, because mm. at that time, even in my life, I was a non-believer. I didn't mm. I was my own God, and for me, all my strength came from my own abilities. Right. Uh, but a huge blessing from that is all that like hardship. And even there's a time I even had over two hundred thousand dollars of debt over my shoulder, uh, right. which led me to file full full bankruptcy. It was all part, part of the plan, I guess, in some ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then March twenty seven, two thousand eighteen, uh, was the day that I fully decided to place all my faith in in Jesus and Himself. And then since then, it's 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 different because I just I don't I just I just lean more on His strength versus my own strength. And yeah, and I know now in my life I don't have any. I don't. Sometimes I do get a bit fearful. There's a bit of doubt, but sure. my, my fate overcompensate for that small fear. Yeah. Um, but at that time in my life, I didn't really had a, I didn't have fate to, to lean on. Um, so it was, it was just fear. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it's funny you say that you, you talk about, you know, you were your God. Well, it, what you've come to realize, even though you have those fears, dude, you know, this you're still a human, right? And so that you're allowed to have those, uh, those types of feelings. And I know I still go through that uh, also. So, uh, you know, for, again, for, for, for entrepreneurs going through that, um, is there, is there a, a, uh, any type of pattern, any type of principles you suggest that they should adopt? I'm just talking pure business right now. Uh, you know, I'm a believer like you, and I think faith is such a huge part of why I'm able to move forward and enjoy the peace of the day amongst all the craziness that goes along with it. But are there some other principles that you wrapped around that? that yeah. you adopted in those those years or even in the past couple of years that you've adopted and yeah. in, uh, in moving your business forward because you're a very successful man. You were talking about public speaking, dude. You were just or soon going to be the lead uh, speaker. It was either at Mark Black's event or Terry Richard's event that yeah. just got coming up. So that's pretty crazy stuff from being afraid of public speaking to now being the honored speaker. So yeah. what? How, how do you how do you suggest people to people to keep going forward and and to have that faith that it'll be okay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like no matter what you believe in, there's still some principles that can be applied. Right. Um, one, the one that I've used my whole career is the ideal to open yourself to your vision while detaching yourself from the plan. Um, mm. I, I believe that life is orchestrated in a perfect way, and then often it's more of a it's more about trusting the process than actually working hard and hustling and gr- having grit <laughs> um yeah. i've i've used to be driven now i'm called i don't mm. i don't i don't really i don't work hard anymore i just i work more hard and at trusting that all oh, mm. we'll will fall in the right place so for me now right. it's less um Hustling, and it's more about trusting.
0: Do you have a do you have a I mean, do you adopt a lot of the LMI plan because of how they coach you on how to build a business? Or, and if you do, what have you learned along the way for those entrepreneurs that aren't lucky enough to have an LMI structure in place? Yeah. to give that trust to is there any any thoughts on on that how you train because not everybody not all your clients are have that luxury right
1: yeah exactly well i would i would definitely second that like the since 2015 like i've blessed to be part of even a client with lmi I took the effective personal productivity twice the epl ones the eml twice and taking the esl that that's just with just with lmi and there's so many there's countless of behaviors change habits new thought process that i gain in becoming more of that that vessel of influence i guess um, right i don't know, like it there's I'm not sure can you to that question actually
0: yeah sure yeah so what i'm saying is, is that lmi comes to you with structure and mm-hmm. i've uh, you know I, I understand here's the formula for success yeah so if you didn't have lmi Knowing what you know now and an entrepreneur comes to you and says, Gabe, can you kind of give me, you know, a couple of of just pieces of wisdom, how, what I should follow consistently or do consistently to be successful as an entrepreneur. And if you want to bring in elements of what LMI kind of teaches you, that's great. But you know, like, like, you know, you talk about cash flow, you talk about things like that. It talks about branding. You, you know, There's there's formulas of success. And as you know, my, one of mine is you zag when everybody else zags. That's a basic fundamental that I live by for my business. Do you have any, any nuggets like that in your experience?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I would say the biggest one in my opinion is just, it's a bit around what Jim Rohn says. Like if you work hard on your business, you'll make a living. You work hard on yourself and make a fortune. Um, right. For me. Like the foundation of entrepreneurship is, is to have the one of, well, one of your singular focus is sharpening your own saw like making you right. growing your own, growing your own lid. And I know, obviously there's the books you can read and there's audio, there's podcasts, <laughs> there's this podcast, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Canada's podcast. There's, yeah.
1: You know, there's Canada kind of podcast. Uh, there's, that's all good but great is to actually hire a coach is okay. to actually have a mentor uh, is it's to actually have a, a, a real structure around our own personal developments and that's really the key because that's how that's what enables people to have a fortune instead of mm-hmm. just living living pit to paycheck the other yeah. one the other idea that I would love to sneak in is just the idea around like before people will be confident in in what you're selling or prescribing you got to first be confident in yourself Right. Um, because then people won't be so still in the lines of growing yourself inside out and believing in yourself more. That's that's really, I would say, probably one of the most important because a lot of what we do is selling our own confidence. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, when I work with entrepreneurs, I always say my job is to write my, my talent is to get people to first base in the game of baseball. And that's mindset understand the journey you're going to go on, understand the problems you're going to face. Understand. I'll worry about all the technical stuff. for getting the second base and third base, but that first base is all about mindset and how do you practice it again and again. And um, so uh, talk to us about goals. Talk to us about the importance of goals in one, our journey. Again, it's, it's, an, it's a show about entrepreneurs, but then, yeah. Also, what do you say to people who get away from their goals? Because lots of fun, you know, it's the age old thing with January. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And then 30 days later, nobody's at the gym. So how, how do you work? How do you, how do you plan, work, connect with your clients and say, goals are so important. This is how you, this is the best way to approach it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. So first step is understand what success is. So success is the progressive realization of a worthwhile predetermined personal goal. In short, success is a goal directed action and yes. success is defined differently for everyone, but a goal itself is a destination. So we use obviously smart goals, six to 12 months range in either of the six aspects of life as the, the measuring sticks when we do coaching. Um, yeah. But goals is people often lack uh, formal training when it comes to goal. A uh, uh, classic example is people say, well, my goal is to, I don't know, uh, have a healthy lifestyle. Like that's not a goal. That's, a, that's an outcome. That's a, right. that's a why from a what. The what is the goal and the all how right. plan, like the golden circle from Simon Sinek. Um, yes. The simplest way I can describe goal setting is, is there's three parts. If we use the, goal, the Simon Sinek, why, how, what. The why is the outcome yes what we want emotional um benefits etc the outcomes and then the the how is the plan that's your a so working out three times a week cleaning your covers hiring a trainer blah 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 and then the actual goal is the what what do i want to achieve by this specific date right right a really great start is to start off not even with goals but more dreams like if Mm. Success is guaranteed. Failure is not an option. What's a, a list of twenty-five things that you would like to have through your life, and then you mm. that list, and then your top five becomes your to-do list, and your bottom twenty becomes your distractions from your top five, right?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's so awesome, and, it, and it, 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 it's, it's. I don't know. It's that. Um, that compass, if you want to call it, for where you want to go with your life, and of course you can change that along your way. That's no problem. To do that. I wrote a book once called 13 Fears of Entrepreneurs," and I did some research on the number one fear of entrepreneurs is the fear of failure. What do you? What's your response to that? If we're having a uh, we're having a coffee at Tim Hortons, and they say to you, "I got these entrepreneurs; their fear of failure. How do I help them?" What's your thoughts yeah. on that?
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I we use also similar stats like we resist change for because of fear indecision lack of information number one is fear fear as Mm. is is a false evidence appearing real it's 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 an illusion um most people are fear more fear fear of success than fear i would say 80 20 per 80 20 the imperial principle applies to fear of success and failure um the difference between the two is fear of success is yes. internal. fear of failure is external so fear, know, explain that so fear of success is is the internal dialogue that i don't feel worthy enough or if i achieve a million dollars people around me will perceive me in a certain way like yeah that. So it's more of an internal dialogue it's like the imposter syndrome um self-adoption uh, yourself and mm-hmm. Dimming down your light in the presence of people just because of their status, that's yeah. all your success fear failure is like I want to do that thing outside of me that I don't think I'm capable like public speaking. my biggest yes. fear was public speaking and was' the antidote for fear well simple action action <laughs> it's, yeah it's not reading a book, it's not hiring a coach it's not doing this those are all it helps you putting the right putting yourself in the right environment, but the 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 fastest, most effective way to destroy fear in your mind, because that's a story in your mind, is you prove yourself um the opposite narrative. So you change the story through actions because right. As you I'm like, I'm also writing a book and never saw myself even being capable of reading. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna completely shatter that thought process by actually just read, writing a book.
0: Yeah, I love that stuff. That is so cool. Um so, what was your what was your speech about? Was it was it Terry's event that you're at, or was it Mark's? Uh,
1: I'm I'm speaking at the two.
0: You're speaking at both of them. That's yeah, that's cool. Okay, so what's your what's your topic going to be speaking at Marks? Because Mark Black he is another amazing entrepreneur in Atlanta, Canada. He's got a conference coming up called the Level Up Conference. Uh, what's your topic going to be there?
1: Yeah. it's this? It's lead with. I gotta love. put
0: on my glasses, dude.
1: <laughs> it is it's leave uh, with eat, love leave with love that's the message
0: talk about that what's uh, what's that all about
1: uh so it's been about 3 years ish that i've been meditating on the idea of a humanitarian circle yes um, it's a, a humanitarian circle is to help reshape someone's heart set to become transformed to become more purposefully driven so in so a lot of the information out there is around mindset and this and all that it's all good but the where people can get a breakthrough it's through fixing their heart sets and that is and billy graham says sin is a disease in the human heart Uh. the whole idea behind uh, leading with love and transforming and being exposed to the ideas that i'm gonna share uh, it's really about fixing the heart set of people. Yes, yes. And and there's three big ideas that I'll be dissecting and sharing. One is discovering your identity, managing your state, and awakening your life, which summarizing the whole idea of the humanitarian circle. Wow, that's so cool, man.
0: Yeah, what, what I love about, about this is your multiple facets of your life centered around one actual, one actual element of the uh, importance in your life, which is of course your God, uh, my God, same thing. And so it's uh, it's very cool how you're doing that, and yet how you 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 lead with that, and yet you're still running a very successful business, uh, and also doing that. And that in itself is wonderful because there's the eight edge. You live by your passion. You're going to make make it no no problems at all. You have, uh, so I consider you an entrepreneur, my friend. I consider you an entrepreneurial individual uh, and you're on an entrepreneurial journey of really making impact. You help people solve enough problems and you're going to look after yourself and uh, feed yourself no problem at all. You got two children, a boy and a girl, right? Luca and what's your daughter's name? Uh, Chloe. Chloe. Okay. So they want to become entrepreneurs. They're coming to you uh, and you're only allowed to give one piece of advice to them as the, as, the, uh, as the wise older man that you will be when they come to you and want to do that. Yeah. What's the one thing that you're going to say to them to be successful as an entrepreneur
1: based on what you know? Yeah. Find the gap in the market.
0: Find the gap in the market. Explain that for me, please.
1: Well, uh, entrepreneurship is… At the simplest form is solving a problem right, right. uh all businesses is, is in the market of solving a problem and as you're you solve a bigger problem and bring more value you have a wider triangle from college right. so for me as i'm moving into even more the entrepreneurship that's i do coaching i do speaking i'm starting in the payroll company i've i've eventually will be planting a church like i don't know there's there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle but even though there's a lot of projects that i'm working on there's still one singular goal around my whole life yes um, but even on my fate side like i even um will be growing and starting businesses in, in 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 that field but it's yeah. the thought going into it is still on that idea on closing the gap so what is the gap that right is in, in i love Kennedy, it an right
0: Okay, so here's a question for you. Um, That's usually my my lead off or my ending question is the one about the kids because I always find that so interesting. People people come to me, entrepreneurs come to me, and they say, well, what would you do? And I say, what would you tell your children to do? And they always have the answer because they always, that's the right thing for their kids. So um, one thing entrepreneurs go through a lot is chase squirrels. So you've got... These multiple things you're going to do. What do you recommend to to our audience to stop chasing squirrels in uh, their journey as entrepreneurs?
1: Uh, well, I've my answer will be in the lines of the first idea that I'll be speaking at Level Up and the B Balance is it's around the idea of discovering your identity. Uh, yeah. Before knowing where you want to go or how you're going to get there, you yes, know where you're at today. Most yes, Have not, um, have not really discovered themselves—not self-image-wise, but identity. They don't really know who they are. Who they are, right? Right. Question: Why they're here? Yeah. Well, why they're here? But yeah, it's a lot deeper than that. Like discovering your your real passions. Okay. How to manage your positive expectancy? Like true, like personal personal leadership. Like, um, self mastery. Like really understanding at the core. Not just mentally, but at the core, like who am I as a person? Because when you're clearer on your A, then you strive for your B goal and yes. you have less of a likelihood of achieving your C goal and because you may not know which goal to really work on. It's like it's like yeah. putting a it's like building a house when your foundation is not really solid. Right, right. And then and then you, we get easily distracted. And then there's walls that all crooked, it kind of works, does the trick. and then next time you put your roof in, and eventually sometimes all the whole house crumbles um, right. How to prevent that to happen, how to have less squirrels and and to actually be working on the right goals is is to be clearer on what is that a. What does the a really represent, which is so you'
0: so the, so when entrepreneurs lean in now and down, they say, okay, I get that. Okay. but how do I know when I got enough information to begin my journey? Because as you know, again, our journey of entrepreneurs, it's not a hundred percent. It's not science. (laughs) There's a lot of art in here. So how do you, How would you coach people to say, okay, you got enough. Now you can at least start your journey.
1: Well, it's, I would, I've, so for me, I've always been like a doer. Like I've always done. Right. I um, made leaps of fate in all aspects of life. Never, I never really hold off on doing things. Um, but I think what's important throughout that process, because success is a progressive realization over 12 years. The personal goal is having scheduled time to to sit in silence and yeah. schedule scheduled time just nice. to be still and then to just to just to absorb and reflect and crystallize and to 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 be more in touch with self. And and really who you are. And that's again, that's really the key to to prevent less of the just uh, because most entrepreneurs are ineffective in their journey of of building a business because they haven't learned this the the simple practice of slowing down to then speed up. Um, Yeah.
0: Probably read it,
1: they see it, and they all it's a good idea. Yeah, slow down. I had a I watched TV last night. No, no, like you really gotta Uh, gotta connect yourself, like I, I sp- love that. I spend most of my time just sitting in silence and meditation and connecting with really what's, what's the optimal way to live my life moving forward. I love it.
0: You, you sir have touched upon a phrase that I use a lot. Sometimes you got to slow down to speed up. I love that you did that. Um, the uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great conversation with Gabriel Basque You know, when I, first uh, started hanging out with him more. I've known him for a while. He's got a great brand of credibility and, and, uh, and trustworthiness. But one of the things he talked about when we first, and you'll know you said this, Gabe, is he says, I serve, I don't sell. And if you can remember that element to your journey as an entrepreneur, serve, don't sell, you're going to do just fine. Wrap around some faith on top of that faith in that you're going to get there. As long as you're serving the gap, you're going to do really, really well. Gabe, how do people get a hold of you, dude? That's the what's the best way for our guests to to hang out, follow up? I know you're a, you're an engaging guy. You embrace conversation and connection.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love to meet new people. One of my favorite things to do is just hear people's stories. Zero expectations. That's always my gift to people is just. Just to be there to listen, I even, I'll even pay pay for the coffee just to hear someone speak. That's, that's how much. Well, that's effect. Well, effective coaching is ninety percent listening and ten percent asking. So I just love. Yeah, to brother. Hear, I just yeah. love to hear people speak. Um, social media, obviously, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, Sludge.ca website, which is our local website. We have a national and an international website, but locally slide is the website you can you can connect and schedule a yeah free-
0: and we're going to have this all in the bio too man so i'm going to tell you he'll make time for you and there's the other thing he won't make you feel like you're wasting this time it's gabe it's been awesome hanging out with you dude you're a rock star and uh your you two kids are lucky to have you as, your da- as a dad. And uh, I know you do some special stuff with your wife as part of your whole connection as an entrepreneur. You understand that that's important too. So uh, keep doing your magic, my friend. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, the Atlantic Canada portion of Canada's podcast. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett, and uh, just thrilled to be here. And you guys all just keep succeeding. Thanks again, Gabe, very much for your time, dude.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.